Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, is it a little sad? I don't know. You're listening, so you tell me. If you're a little intimidated... Uh, by the fact that I do a lot of research for this show and that I know so much <laughs> if I know so much about the Rock Hall, you're in luck because we have, uh, as always, my co-host who doesn't do any research and she's the voice of the people, Kristen Stuttered. Hello. Yes. Remaining unintimidated by Joe's inimitable knowledge of the Rock Hall. Well, I, I can imagine someone jumping into a show like this and being like, well, I don't know anything about these artists, but I want to establish up top that it's coming from both uh, a learned perspective and... Careful, Joe. What's What are you going to say the opposite and an uninformed or Ooh, yeah still it still feels a little slight. a slight towards you like a bit of a slight yeah All right. a slight slight well why don't we bring in our guest yes. that's a good idea let's do that uh, no sliding our guest no sliding ever a production director at power 106 they're number one for hip-hop there it is. here in los angeles i might say they're number one in the street <laughs> uh he is also a, he hosts and curates a great video series on the power 106 youtube channel called wax only it's Vinny pagan hey how's it going hi Vinny. glad to be here thanks hey. for having me oh my god thank you for and joining us fyi <laughs> That's wax with an X. Yeah. yeah. It is not whack. Yeah. No. Not wax. That's a yeah. different show. Yeah. Right. That's a, we'll, we'll, Wax only is just like the lamest tracks ever. Yeah, yeah exactly. This, this shit, I'm going to yeah. start a competing show called Wax Only, where I only play whack tracks, hey, not wax tracks. That's a great spinoff. That's Truly. a great idea. Play okay. the bad skits on hip hop albums. Oh, there my you God. Go. My actual nightmare. And the that thing is something that I hate you could curate because you are opinionated I really could. about uh, But then I'd have to skits. listen to them and it would piss me off. There, I hate, maybe that's I good hate skits skit. on hip-hop albums. It, you know what? It depends on the album, but I feel you on that. I it's would say 98% uh... of the time, <laughs> it's no good. And then the other 2% of the time, it's De La Soul. Like, that's it. Oh, that's great. In my opinion, I do not like that's skits. That's great. So you don't like the Biggie interlude on Ready no, to Die? I do not. I don't like <laughs> any of them. People are always trying to tell me that five or what uh, was it? $20 stack pyramid on The Chronic is like the best skit of all times. No, it's not. <laughs> I it's, could do without them as well. I know I know exactly what you're saying. Rappers when, are not comedians, and they wish they were. And it really, it's too much for me. There's a lot of char- You know, these these dudes are char- char- charismatic. So I don't know. Like they, they're fun and they're funny, and, and they, you know, they can riff and all that. Do it in the studio, make your boys laugh, and then save it for I'll that. I feel you. I feel you. Right. That's not who we're here to talk about. Yeah. Sorry. Well, let's talk. <laughs> let's start to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in general. I'm curious, Vinny, if the institution of the Rock Hall is even something you ever think about. Never. Not <laughs> until not, not honestly. And I'm a music head. Not until. And I'm I say music head. I'm a hip hop head first and foremost. So I feel like hip hop fans. And I'm 40, so I feel like we never. It's never really been on our radar. Yeah. Until hip-hop artists started kind of talking about it more the michael rapaport documentary tribe the tribe documentary uh-huh. i remember q-tip saying that in the very beginning I, he was yeah. like i don't even know we're gonna get together until maybe in when we're, we're in the rock and roll hall of fame maybe that's when uh, like fife and him will get together mm-hmm. and actually see each other and and, and talk to each other right. again and that kind of like struck a chord with me i was like wow these dudes are like legendary artists legend you know there's no space for hip-hop artists like uh-huh. and our only space is like maybe we'll get into the rock and roll hall of fame type to to legitimize yeah. their careers you know so to speak and the idea that like even q-tip it's on his mind right exactly so it means something to them yeah. for sure joe mm-hmm. loves to hear that i do love joe to hear likes that. it when artists care about <laughs> yeah. the rock hall and 
And I feel like he does. Like, Q-Tip mm-hmm. is definitely, like, when he said that, you knew, like, he wasn't saying that. He, like, he was, that was to put it out in the, in the universe that, hey, yeah. we're still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I don't know what constitutes you getting in. I'm sure yeah. you know that. Yeah. Right. Well, there's there's six hip-hop acts currently in the hall. That's crazy. Yeah. Let me see if I can name them. Let's see if you can, yeah. Public- see, if bo- see if both of you guys can, I know. can do it. Yeah. Public Enemy. Yeah. NWA. Yes. Um... Tupac, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Beastie Boys, yeah, um, uh, is Grandmaster Flash, yeah, and the Furious Five, and the Furious Five, and there is one more. You're doing better than I would have done, I think. Well, I've <laughs> been hosting this show for <laughs> yeah. a year and a half, I, and I see. forget almost everything else. Is this? Is it a more recent is one? It that Cur- I'm is it Curtis Blow? No, it is. I mean, you're missing like a, a fun uh, Run DMC. Yeah, Run DMC. Exactly. Okay, great. Well, Boom. there we Bam. go. Yeah, yeah I was if trying to figure there's out. There's going to be one left. Save, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they the kings of rock. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. Uh, that, maybe the yeah. most appropriate hip-hop act in, That's in the true. hall. Who was first? Was it Grandmaster Flash, Flash and the Furious Five? Yeah, yeah, they were the first in 07. Wow. Yeah. And so the, the hall has been a little slow to the hip-hop game, but to their credit, often artists like Public Enemy or run DMC, as soon as they were eligible, they were on the ballot, and they got in immediately. Right, right. So there, there's... But also LL has been on the ballot five times and still hasn't gotten in. He's not on the ballot this year, right? He's not. No, okay. they're kind of clearing the lane for Biggie. <laughs> right. Knowing that if they put more than one hip-hop act on the ballot, that kind of decreases the chances. So they're kind of trying... It feels like they're clearing it the lane. It decreases like the chances the for, uh, for what? So if you're thinking of it in terms of like, okay, I want to clear out the lanes for each genre mm-hmm. so that within the lane there's no two acts competing. Okay. Like I wouldn't, they, it looks oh, like they're I not see. putting LL and Big E both on the ballot thinking that might split votes. Okay. And then neither of them get in. Thank God it wasn't Biggie Tupac when that was. <laughs> yeah, right? That really would have been. <laughs> oh my, what? Oh God. Could you imagine? And my if only God. one of them got in? Like if they were eligible the same yeah. year. Yeah. That would have been crazy. And like, which one do you pick? Or yeah. do you do both do you and do just both, see what happens? And then, yeah. And then they both get in and then it's all good. And yeah. then it's all good. <laughs> Is it all good? And then, or then, we have, you... then we have the biggest like tribute performance. It sounds very good <sighs> in many Best ways. case scenario, everybody comes together. Yeah, best Absolutely. case scenario. Absolutely. Best hey, scenario. it's yeah. been years. It has know? been years. Let's, let's, let's squash the beef. Let's yeah. grill the beef. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so other than that, I, I can't imagine why you would pay attention to the, to the rock hall. No, like I said, I'm a music lover, and mm-hmm. Wax Only is a show that I do because I don't only, I'm not only a hip-hop head. Hip-hop is where it started for me as far as the love of music, and, yeah. and I'm one of those hip-hop nerds and music nerds where I would open up the credits to CDs and see what Pete Rock sampled on what album, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, otherwise, I would never own a Tom Scott and the L.A. Express like records. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like I saw Pete Rock, one of my favorite songs. They reminisce over you is a great Tom Scott and the California Dreamer sample. And I would never own that record or know anything about Tom Scott if I didn't if Pete Rock didn't sample him. Mm-hmm. You know, I Let's, don't know anything about Tom Scott. He's a great jazz musician. Let's great. talk about Wax Only, mm-hmm. your your series, which is great. It gives the background of samples. Yes, yeah. it's going through. 
hip hop albums that you love and it's it's great what you do it's overhead camera so you can see the turntable right. and then pulling out the vinyl that the tracks are sampling okay right. yeah. I think I would like to watch this show it's yeah. great this it's, seems like a show I would like yeah and that's the thing is like um, it's it's a learning but everybody can learn something from the show you know um, there's some certain times where I'll actually do my research for a record that was sampled I was like oh and I have a uh, I have an immense vinyl collection so uh you know when i would look up to see what record it sampled i would go to my stash and pull it out. i was like wow i never i, I totally forgot that that was sampled so i'm kind of rediscovering yeah. and relearning it myself it's just a great learning opportunity to for people to there's been people who are uh been in the hip-hop game for years that come up to me like i had never realized that that song was sampled by this and that so it's a great learning tool for doesn't matter if you're a young kid or older cat that just loves music you you learn something and yeah. it's you know it's a cool vibe too you just put on the playlist and and you know you uh, and that's the great part about the the series too like i said i have uh, my my collection is immense you know as far as vinyl goes so yeah, I, I mean you've got some obscure shit i definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've come up with a yeah like and back in the early 2000s when is when i really came up on my collection when because that's when dj's were just like vinyl is vinyl. done vinyl Serato is here. Vinyl is done. Serato. You know, Serato is a is a computer form of a. <laughs> Serato means <laughs> closed. Serato. Closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like it's closed. We're closing yeah. it out on vinyl. Sorry. Yeah, it's not <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> so yeah, virtually that, if you will, close the book on vinyl. <laughs> so at the end of the day, DJs will get just giving away their collections. Virtually. Oh my god. So I would just You're be going to DJs' up. houses and, and be like, up. "Are you sure?" All right, cool. And I'll grab my crates and head on home because I was one of those cats that uh, loved the art of digging, going to digging and, and, getting, mm -hmm. these, and these, getting these records. And in the early 2000, like I said, it was like 2002, 2003 when Serato was just start, first starting to, to crack where DJs were like, I don't need the, these records anymore. So mm -hmm. I would like go on the hunt for years and, and grab a ton of great records that stuff that's worth like three four hundred dollars today if you go to amoeba right now some of the stuff that i got from dj's uh co collections oh shit like it'd be on the wall at amoeba for like three four hundred dollars yeah. type stuff so i was very lucky in that sense where i was like well people you know one man's trash is another uh -huh. man's treasure He's i was totally here, swooped like, in on it yeah exactly you got in at the right time exactly so That's you know incredible. and so you know i actually do the commercial production for power 106 so i actually produce all the commercials but um, when I did Wax Only, they, you know, at the time, the the radio station was just trying to come out with content, mm -hmm. you know, and they were like, you have a great record collection. Why don't you just do something? I was like, all right, cool. And then, you know, now we're four and a half years in. Um, I've done like 100 and almost 150 episodes and. Um, and it's just all stuff that I like and I actually own, though. That's as, so cool. You know, so I'm not going to do. I'm probably not going to do a Drake wax only. I'm probably not going to do not because I don't like Drake. It's because it's more catered to golden era, um, classic hip hop yeah. um, and stuff that I gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, recently got into the song Day by Day by Eddie Kendricks. Because someone had played it somewhere, and I was like, this is the sample from Let the Beat Build by Lil Wayne, which is my favorite song yeah. on that album. Yeah. 
it's such a good sample and then the it retroactively got me into this great soul song which exactly. is a great song and introduced me to an artist that i didn't know it was like no and that's why i hope to to um you know accomplish with wax only is having that same i know exactly that same feeling is happen, opening up that door to yeah. music is so you know, um, we we like what we like, and we're creatures of habit. But when you open up the the, the window of possibilities as far as music goes, there's it's endless, and you can get caught in that rabbit hole and go on for for years. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's what I hope to accomplish with that, and and also shed light on some groups and artists that are just kind of forgotten about in the hip-hop there, that's, perspective there are mm-hmm. so many oh. I, and now i'm just like my brain is starting to flip through all of the songs that i got into because i have heard them as samples right and and just like bands that i wouldn't have known existed because maybe they didn't have a huge commercial career in exactly you know, a lot of these kind of soul artists from the 70s i feel like in particular Definitely. i mean i learned about uh you know through the fire from through the wire exactly <laughs> like, yeah. like is a very you know that's another rock and roll example. Right? Right, Rufus. Well, so yeah, so Rufus are, and Shaka Khan are on the they're on, on the, the ballot. ballot. Oh, they're right on the ballot this, oh, so, this year. Oh, they're on the ballot. So we don't know who's in yet. Correct. Oh. So right these now, these are nominees, and this okay. this will transition nicely into a little game we're going to play. All right. So the ballot is out right now. There's 16 artists on the ballot, and the voters get to choose five. Uh, if you are so lucky to be a voter, you get a ballot. You get to pick five. <laughs> this is Joe's pitch again. Yeah. Give him a ballot. And who are vote. and who are the voters? Voters, uh, it's everybody who's been inducted, and also you know journalists, okay. uh, industry people. Okay, it's not public who the voters are, but you you can have a. We have some intel. Idea. We know we know a few voters. We know okay. a few voters of the thousand yeah. or so. Right, and there's about a thousand. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the ballot, mm-hmm. and we'll play. We'll play Vinny's ballot. Vinny's ballot. Who see, you would you ha- put if in? If you got to pick five from this list, who would you choose? Oh my God! Whitney Houston is not in the Rock and Roll Hall. I of mean, yet. sing it. I can't with. The- <laughs> well, for me, for, off top, Biggie's in. Sure. Yes. For sure. Oh my goodness. T Rex, Kraftwerk. Oh my. Talk about hip hop samples. Kraftwerk yeah. is yep. one of the most sampled groups in hip hop. Period. Yeah. Africa Bambada, obviously, So Sonic Force. Uh, wow. Pat Benatar. All right. Jeez. I'm definitely going Biggie. That's, okay. We like, lock, that's locked. That's sorry. That's just, uh, that's in. you know, obviously. Um, I'm going Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, too. I'm sorry. We that, love that's it. good. Do we, not be we sorry. That. You don't have to apologize for like, any of your choices unless you pick. They just you'll know. so many classic <laughs> records. Yeah, no, absolutely. So many classic records. Oh, man. You pick who would you be on your ballot. This okay. is, All this right. is this your voter. Right. They, they right. gave you a ballot because they want to know who you wanted. I mean, I'm going Whitney Houston, too. Sure. Hallelujah. Um, um, so you get so two that's, more. So that's three. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, gosh. What's the, what's the dude from Nine Inch Nails? I'm already for Trent, Trent Reznor. Oh, man. I love his stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go Nine Inch Nails. Okay. And then we got four. We got one more. Oh man, this is probably not the like I said. Just because, of, just because of the the samples, Craftwork. Mm-hmm. I gotta do go. Craftwork. That's good. Craftwork like, should be in the Rock Hall. They were they are very, very influential ahead of their time. I mean, it's yeah, in both hip hop and electronic music. Yeah, Craftwork. Like that's a really good ballot. It was a great ballot. That's a great ballot. You you missed out on my girl Pat Benatar, but other than that, you did a very great job. I yeah. I really like that ballot. Oh, I'm happy. I, with I'd those. be very happy if that was who got in, except. If Pat doesn't get in, I quit the show. That's true. So, yeah, you, you uh, have said this. You have said this. So other than that. Yeah. 
Uh, I say we, Vinny, you deserve a ballot. Yeah. Okay. For that, for that for performance. That, Dang. For that performance. <laughs> for that well, ballot. And yeah. for your, you know, knowledge, it'd be good for them to include more, you know, people who are biased towards hip hop because there's so many people who are biased, biased the other way. The other way so. Yeah. Balance it out. Yeah. yeah. And I know there's been a lot, a lot of talk, and I, 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 you know what? Don't misquote me, but I feel there is a museum that's being opened up, and I believe it's going to be in the Bronx um, with the hip hop. Um, I know there's there there's a few museums out there already, but I I vaguely remember just reading about this that in the Bronx they're gonna have like um kind of a, a curated hip hop museum where it's oh, like uh that's you know, a great idea. It's, there it's, should be one. Not there. that I want to separate music is music, and you know mm-hmm. if anything the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to change the name maybe like to the Music Hall of Fame. I don't know. Like it just we talk about this on the show all I, the time, and that used to really be my big. Um, I mean, it still is. I would not be mad if they called it like the Music Hall of Fame or whatever. Yeah. Joe has other thoughts. He believes yeah. that rock and roll is inclusive, and it's it's more like an attitude. I mean, that's something Ice Cube said when you. when NWA was inducted. You know right. that it's an attitude, and that it is. And then for us, what we talk about a lot is it's counterculture. It's like the music of the youth, and that I do think yes, uh, music like hip hop, you can. Uh, trace back to the blues and a lot of the foundational rock and roll artists and music definitely and i think because of that it should it should definitely be involved it it is rock and roll in spirit right well and as i always say is like now hip-hop is the music of the youth it is what people listen to to piss their parents off it is what is cool it is what is underground Mm -hmm. it is also the most popular music music in the world it's also incredibly american definitely you know mm-hmm. and we think of rock and roll as this american export in a way even though so many british bands are mm-hmm. uh yeah, rock bands but the british bands got it from but they black got it blues, from black yeah, yeah. blues right. and right. you know i think it's the last great american uh as far as like invention of music period yeah. is i don't think there's going to be you know i wouldn't say never but i'm just saying like how young hip-hop is still considerably mm-hmm. like i just feel like the story of hip-hop we're just getting started virtually yeah. you know so yeah. it's gonna be interesting i think it's the last of the great american uh, music inventions if you will yeah mm-hmm. i mean unless there's gonna be some sort of weird you know Something mind you, music yeah. that we'll all be we're play, not expecting to each other <laughs> someday yeah. or whatever you never know but you don't know yeah and when the world looks to america it is one of our greatest exports culturally like dance music fashion like the whole thing about hip-hop is a very big american export and when other countries look at america they're like that is what's cool about america they're not looking at fucking rock bands that we or like traditional rock bands they're not not saying that's cool that's what we want to dress like Mm -mm. those people they're saying (laughs) but it's all good it's all gonna come full circle oh yeah trust like you know this because you guys are music lovers too it's all goes in cycles and you know i'm i'm sure I'm not deeped in the uh, seat in the in the rock and roll genre right now, so to speak. So I'm not. I can't even speak on it. But I'm sure like there's that. There's going to be some great groups. Everything comes in cycles, yes. and you know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe the great rap rock resurgence. Oh God! <laughs> oh, Limp well, Bizkit yeah. and Kid yeah. Rocks. Your, your corns. You know oh, when my you got goodness. when you've got a a rock band with a DJ. You know <laughs> the greats. You got your oh. Incubus coming back. You got please them all. Stop. Could you please stop? <laughs> I need you to stop. The new metal resurgence, oh. honey. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Why don't we talk about Biggie? Let's yes. cleanse the palate here. Yes. Let's 
Let's talk about Biggie. The greatest of yes, all time. Please, Notorious let's B. talk B. about Notorious yeah, So B. I was watching Wax Only, and, and then I heard you say that that you, to, to you, he's the greatest rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's got to be on the show. Is yeah. that how you found Vinny? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what he said in the email. I mm-hmm. love that. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it was trying to, trying to find somebody it, a little hard because Biggie's so East Coast. Right. Like most of the people, I was like, "Oh, this person wrote about Biggie. This person, and it's, everybody's in New York, right?" And it's maybe a little hard, given the East Coast West Coast thing, sure, to find somebody on the West Coast. But then I was like, "Yeah, I think Vinny's my guy." Well, here's the thing: I'm originally born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, perfect. And I, there I spent you have my it. first ten <laughs> years of my life in Coney Island. So my parents moved out here in 1988. So I'm definitely Californian. I love being. I'm thank God they did, like, because I love being out here and I love L.A. and California. But I always had my ear to the to east coast mm-hmm. hip-hop you know because i would go back in the summertime in new york especially yeah. be my, my grandparents uh, living in brooklyn and whatnot my cousins aunts uncles and whatnot so i already had kind of an east coast bias i already, already knew like the videos that were shot i was like mm-hmm. oh i know where that's at or blah 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 mm-hmm. so mind you when before biggie came on the scene the first time i heard biggie was in like 1993 he was on the Who's the Man soundtrack, and it was mm-hmm. a joint called Party and Bullshit. He was probably credited as Big yeah. or Biggie Smalls, not Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, yeah. so... Wait, as Big, just, just B.I.G.? Yeah. Yeah, it just, was, just the word Big? I believe, yeah. I was looking at the album cover the other day, and on the on the cover it just says Big. Yeah, I think it... Yeah, it, it was. It was B.I.G., right. And on um, I I have a sealed uh, 12-inch of Party and Bullshit, um, and it says, yeah, B.I.G., Uptown Records. But on the Who's a Man soundtrack, there was other artists like house of pain was huge mm-hmm. back then um there was heavy d so it was one of those like who is this yeah. big guy it was great you know like we don't know but i you know he was on my radar and then he did a remix it's like when snoop was on the what what soundtrack was that from the deep cover deep cover soundtrack right. that was like his very first right verse ever like to out in the world was like mm-hmm. on the deep right. cover soundtrack <laughs> right with like that was I his guess, intro to to, yeah. the, to the music world for sure and so. it was a hell of an intro and then i heard him on a couple of remixes and being out here on the west coast obviously he was bubbling a lot more on the east coast right so obviously now with the internet and stuff back then you literally have to had to be in New York City. Someone yeah. had to, to give it to you out of their trunk. Yeah, like, exactly. You, know. you had to hear it on the radio or something, record it, or there's word of mouth, mm-hmm. or he's literally rhyming on the block on the street, yeah, like, you right. know, battling and whatnot. Um, and then he did a remix. Um, it was Supercat and Mary J. Blige. I love it when you call me Big Papa, the show stopper, the rhyme dropper, Supercat past the clock. Uh, I see you shivering. Check the flavor, Biggie Smalls is delivering. Lyrical lyrics is flowing lyrics out my life. Um, he did a remix rhyme over it and I you know and it was caught a buzz a little bit and and then it was kind of like all right you know that was in 93 so I really forgot about him until mm-hmm. Juicy came out and yeah. then when Ju- cuz like I said being out here in California you don't mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on and then I heard Juicy and I was like whoa that was just a game changer for me. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack. 
And that's uh, to me arguably probably one of the my my favorite hip hop songs of all time. Um, just from a rags to riches perspective, this dude from Brooklyn, the sample that was chosen, mm-hmm. uh, just also the, kind of the introduction of this dude, right? It's like the leadoff single on the first album. Yeah, exactly. So Juicy got every the whole world's attention, and that I remember, you know, I was like, oh, that's big, that's notorious, big, that's the dude from Who's the Man Party and bullshit that type type of shit. So I was just gravitated towards him as far as like just his aura, like he was a mm-hmm. big dude, he was spitting raw raps like that was the thing about biggie for me he encompassed r&b he was one of the the first hip-hop artists in my opinion that like had a, a great crossover appeals for because he incorporated r&b but he also had the streets a guy like me who's a backpacker who loves like underground hip-hop like mm-hmm. you knew he could rhyme you knew he was if he was battling anybody you want him on your team because he's gonna take out everybody so he had the streets respect he had like the backpackers respect and uh-huh. then all of a sudden the girls liked him too because yeah. it music. was a crossover appeal because yeah. he had incorporated there's R&B. a chorus yeah, yeah. and you can dance yeah. to it yeah you could dance to yeah. it it's a vibe to it and it was something that had never really been done and that's another thing out here on the west coast i mean everything was dre and snoop and they were controlling radio and Mm -hmm. uh mainstream um pop media and that if you will too because they were when dre came out with the chronic like that ain't nothing but the g thing you heard that a million times in 1992 and 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 after and they were the west coast was dominating um at the time so it was kind of like the east coast was looking for um their their answer to that yeah their answer to that and it you know and wait dr dre is he eligible yeah he is. What? I have a feeling, though, it's not as much a priority because he's in with NWA. Right. Oh, okay. So, kind of okay. so, like, why do a sure, double sure, inductee sure. before you put in put some in of these other artists for the first time? Right. That's that okay. kind of how yes, yes, I'm yes. assuming. Yeah. I, just, right. uh, and I just was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Dre is so important. But yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, Big kind of came out of nowhere, so to speak, you know, as far as his look, his sound, his, yeah. just the whole package of him. It was kind of like, whoa who is this kind of deal and i think when juicy hit i grew up in the suburbs in the, in the antelope valley after i moved my parents moved from brooklyn they stopped in the antelope valley i don't know why but they just, <laughs> sure. they just stopped and you know i grew up in the suburbs out there and everybody was that's like ready to die was like everybody owned that cd who i knew in that mm-hmm. in that area so it was like it was he crossed over from urban to suburban he was that guy you know yeah and so Mm -hmm. even being on the west coast it was undeniable right absolutely absolutely and then he just had hit after hit after that but then you go listen to the album Mm -hmm. he to me how we used to listen to albums you know you're late at night in your room you got the headphones on that album was like a scorsese movie to me i was like from top to bottom like it was it just played out like a movie in my mind and it was very vivid it was unlike anything I've ever heard, you know, mm-hmm. um, at <sighs> those two albums, Illmatic dropped in April of 94 and then Ready to Die dropped in September of 94. So those two albums for me were like game changers in hip hop, yeah. East Coast yeah. hip hop, especially. Right. So, so those two albums and, and I don't know, I just to me, I've never heard anybody rap better than Biggie Smalls. That's mm-hmm. just my personal p- opinion. And I know yeah. they're all subjective, but he's got he's always got the the, the top. He's number one for me. He's top pick, you know, top pick for me. Just he's so smooth. He's so smooth and deep, and he's got. A, do you ever see that Vox video where they, where break, they break down, down his, his flow? Flow. It's like 
one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They break right. down how he's... It's cool. I'll send it to you. It does like how he's using internal rhymes and then he switches it and then he's also then he's like referencing something from another track and like kind of playing off somebody else's thing and they they like basically break down a whole like mm-hmm. verse and and showing other the way artists had rapped before him yeah and like what was going on and how even just down to the syllables the way a lot of rappers were flowing and then how when he came in it's different yeah uh, it, yeah that's a really good video it breaks it down for like if you're a me <laughs> yeah. like i know yeah. i like this and i hear it but like what is so the layers of it why is it so impressive for mm-hmm. sure that absolutely and that's the thing with big he he definitely he, he he came at the perfect time as far as like uh where hip-hop was you know you had the big daddy canes you had the rock hymns who knew you who you knew they were lyricists and dope but he brought it to like the next level uh, as far as like mainstream appeal and another thing is what really impressed me about him is like he never wrote anything down he yeah. everything really never wrote a rhyme down he he dj premier talks about it when they made the record unbelievable dj premier said that he uh he got the studio and he's thinking like you know he got like at that time big was just he just have his his guys in there they'd be smoking weed drinking mm-hmm. just partying bullshitting you know yep. and mm-hmm. and primo was like yo are we gonna like it's we've been here two hours and he was pre- premier was saying he paid for the session he's like yo we got to get going he's like i'm ready he's like what what you're ready <laughs> he's, like, he's like yeah and he said he never seen anything like it he went in there one take he did unbelievable um which is one of my favorite biggie smalls records you smoke like touches from the master hate to blast you but i have to you see i smoke a lot your life is played out like farmay and the fucking polka dots who rock the spot biggie you know how the weed go unbelievable He told Premier that he's like, yo, I think I, I hear like a R. Kelly scratch on this. If you could put, it's unbelievable. Like, that would be dope. And Primo was like, all right, I'll try it. And then, oh and then the, but the yeah. genius of Biggie Smalls, now we hear that Jay-Z does that because he right. looked at Big mm-hmm. and he was like, yo, I got to, this this dude. But come on, like, who who does that? No, I can't, like, if, if I'm an actor mm-hmm. or whatever, and I, you know, you, you have all these lines in your head and stuff I still I'm not going to be able to deliver it well, with uh, I'm it's an it's just improviser, a different oh she's so, going to start talking about uh, improv uh oh I'm a trained I'm gonna improviser have to, I'm going to have to stop this I have, <laughs> oh, what am I going to do I have gone to the second city okay. I have performed at the hey, upright you know, citizens you know brigade I have performed on a cruise uh, ship I've done Vinny, short form the, I've done the long form and let me Hall tell you I'm coming off uh, the dome so to speak what can be kind of difficult about the rock and roll hall of fame is that it's people would say that music is subjective it's like a big thing Right, that everyone when says it. They're you're like, trying to do something like a hall of fame. Are the unlike baseball, you don't have acting. stats to look everyone at. Everyone thinks that. You were like pan left, you were pan right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to get to a point, which is that what's hard about choosing artists for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that music is subjective. How can you decide someone's right. better than someone else? And it's different person to person. But because I'm a nerd, I put together a list of categories that I think if you do well in these categories, objectively, mm-hmm. you have a good case for Rock Hall induction. Okay. So we're going to see how the Notorious B.I.G. stacks up after we take a little bit of a break. We'll like be that. right back. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break. You uh, thought of new meanings for the word juicy. Yeah. As uh, graphic as you want to get. Yep. All right. As as bad as they want to be. The Notorious B.I.G. became eligible this year. So this is the first time on the ballot, the first opportunity to even be on the ballot. So if he gets in, this is what we call an FYE, first year eligible inductee, which is, you know, rarefied air. If you get in as soon as you're eligible, not many artists have accomplished that. So let's go into the first category, which is critical acclaim. Okay. Biggie was, I mean, critics went nuts. Yeah. Critics Mm -hmm. went insane. His first two albums, his run between 94 and 97 were unlike anything hip hop will or music in my opinion will ever see to like he he definitely has the greatest double album in hip hop history and there's been plenty of double albums in hip hop and in music in general so his catalog those first two albums it's it's almost like you get into the league like Magic Johnson and when you're first as a rookie you win a championship uh-huh. you know he won two championships three three championships back to back to back with those with those albums he did in my a opinion three Pete. yeah <laughs> Like Jordan. <laughs> yeah, and it, it he got uh, so much critical acclaim at the time, and then even especially retroactively. Yeah. I mean, like when you die young, it kind of uh, your legacy is crystallized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there are so many publications, whether it's Rolling Stone or Time or Pitchfork or vibe or whoever that are putting him at at the top if they're ever making a list of the greatest rappers of all time he's either at the very top or towards the top yeah like every place will say that yep yeah you know it's interesting too i i mean i'm sure we'll get to this more about like the saturation just the saturation of biggie was so the early 90s just like belonged the 90s belonged to him Mm -hmm. I think I remember when the West Coast rap kind of broke through. People were calling it gangster rap, and mm-hmm. it was like a big thing. And all the parents were like, "Oh God, what <laughs> the do children. we do? Like <laughs> really afraid." Children? And then I, re- but the thing, Biggie has a way of disarming that because his flow is so smooth. It is not as aggressive no. as like Tupac or as. Even though Snoop is chill, there is something kind of like he feels more dangerous, even though Biggie is saying like, you know, your daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn basement, like face it, not guilty. Like like, that can easily wash over you with the way he raps. But the way that he raps can just like it kind of envelops you, you know. And he, can, he would also do love raps too. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of had like a lover yeah. uh, a lot of vibe his, to him. A lot of his songs are love songs. Yeah. And so that I think too made him a lot less scary to yeah. people just based on his flow and the vibe mm-hmm. of him. I, I just like yeah, it that was his to appeal. Right like I said, like he de- he had cats who were like hip hop nerds who were like oh he's not that lyrical but he he had those people he had the parents like singing along to Big Papa he had yeah. he had everybody in his back pocket and he was just kind of you know going with it yeah. his talent uh, let's talk about the next category which kind of ties in a little bit classic albums mm. does the artist have classic albums hmm. he has two <laughs> they're both like bona fide classic albums Absolutely. Uh, Ready to Die, which yeah. was the debut, yeah. and then Life After Death, which was the posthumous release. I right. mean, for real, 
my man. You're really going to do that? That's wild, too. The names and the timing, and it's really. too much, and I'm and, sure that's... And the, that was another thing he had planned. Uh, the for his, his death? Re, his, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, ti- the, the, titles. The, the titles of the album. So he, he actually, his first album, Ready to Die, was originally called the Teflon Don, because he was a... Gangster Uh-oh. John Gotti Meanwhile, back in the Rick the, Ross in, over there, yeah. Just so so co-opting the, it. Yeah, so Puffy actually stepped in and said, "Nah, like I'm not, I'm not sure about that." They eventually agreed. He's like, "All right, let's do Ready to Die." So Biggie already had the first three albums he was gonna name. He was gonna go Ready to Die, Life After Death, and Born Again. That was gonna be the three mm-hmm. albums that mm-hmm. he off top was gonna uh, opening trilogy. Opening trilogy, kind of like what Kanye did with College Dropout, College Dropout. Late Ratchet, yeah. that kind yeah. of trilogy. So he already had it planned out, and arguably you could say Life After Death. Obviously, it's a double album, so that's like two albums in one right there. Mm-hmm. So those, you know, Born Again, it gets a little bit wishy washy because then it becomes you said posthumously after Life After Death. That's correct, but he actually was. Right, basically it was, making the out al- like the album mm-hmm. was almost virtually done, you know. It was, but it, released but it obviously released after, right after he. But he, he was involved away. in the production, right? He was, was, yeah, this yeah. Wasn't, it is, yeah, this yeah, was it his is a, creation. it is a Biggie album, yeah, definitely. So, Born Again, the third, technically third album, is kind of like where it gets a little bit too many hands in a pot type of deal, where it became obviously Puffy, you know, Bad Boy put it out and, and whatnot, but I just felt like it left me scratching my head a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's, it's it, technically a Notorious B.I.G. album, but is it because right. he wasn't involved? It right. was using tracks that they had that weren't used right. and trying to hobble something together right. without his involvement. Exactly. So I don't know if you even consider that in the canon. Now, did Puffy produce all of these albums? Puffy executive produced uh, virtually all these albums. Um, as and far the- as production, yeah, he had a hand in a couple of production. Like He would like fine-tune it. Juicy was one of those that he... Uh, mm-hmm. he Definitely had his hand in, but uh, classic, yeah. But uh, that first album, a lot of it is Easy Moby, Easy Moby, Easy Moby, uh, DJ Premier, and, um, and Lord Finesse has Puffy, a track. Puffy's like a co producer on right a, a lot of the bigger tracks, right? And then it's kind of the a similar deal with Life After Death, yep, absolutely. Now, tying classic albums to critical acclaim, mm-hmm. let's talk about the Rolling Stone Top 500 Albums of All Time list. Ooh. They put out a definitive 500 albums list. Do you guys think Biggie is on this list? I definitely do. Okay. What do you think, Benny? Uh, so of all time? All time, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. It definitely is. He's a critically acclaimed artist and Rolling Stone isn't so up their own ass that they wouldn't <laughs> acknowledge, like, I mean, acknowledge just it. I mean 500 artists I'm just saying like forget albums there just 500 artists he's got to be in there yeah like just artists I know their but albums they have I mean, to the, put yeah, right. like six Beatles albums yeah, I was say, like, every put, like, Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan album yeah. okay on so what there, do you think like, okay you're gonna say one or two I think he could have two, make your, but make I think your if guess. he only has one, make your definitive guess. One oh or two. Oh God! Ah. Is one on? Is one on there or both on there? Oh my I'm God! I'm gonna say both are on there. Okay, they, they should be on there. I, and that's just yeah. That's Vinny's so, guess. No, he locked in. He knows how to lock in, Kristen. No, but I, okay, Love so to hear you lock I had, in. I have a long history on this stuff mm-hmm. though, and I really biffed it last week, so I don't want to make the same mistake. So, so here's the thing. Knowing Rolling Stone and like they do like to be cool and this is a safe way for them to be cool is to be like the greatest rapper of all time and he's dead and they could be all reverent. So do I think they're both on there? All right. I 
lock in. I'm going to need you to lock in, Kristen. <laughs> All right. I guess I think they're both on there. I think there. they're both in there. Guys, they're both on there. Oh, yes. Yay. They are both Good. on there. Okay. Now, wow. now let's make our number predictions. Where on the list do you think Woo! they fall? Okay. Wee! So I think From Ready to, to Die. I think Ready to Die mm-hmm. is like, I think it's 97. Okay. Okay. And I think Life After Death is 315. Great. Vinny, you want to throw some numbers out there? I'm going to say I'm going to say Ready to Die is I'll say 47. Wow. Ooh, we love it. Love a strong life, swing. Life after death probably 213. Okay. These are great numbers. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Showing a, showing a little bias. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Top 50. Top 50 for Biggie. I love Hell it. Hell yeah. So, Rolling Stone, but, do it. But also, Kristen, you understand how Rolling Stone works a little yeah, bit more. So Life After Death comes in at 476. Whoa. So it's on the Squeaking list, but towards, towards the end. Okay. And then Ready to Die is 134. Oh. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad for, for me. For this okay. list? Not bad for me, too, with my guests. The 97 and the 134 is not bad. That's not bad. that far apart. No doubt. I'm not feeling bad about it. I was way it. off. I was, I was so off. <laughs> Off last week, I, I you've redeemed yourself a little. Bit. I really sometimes <laughs> I've bit. gotten within two before. Dang, yeah, I, which is I, really. I have a weird uh, makes me history, uh, and I've never looked at the list. I wouldn't even know where to. I mean, I could Google it, but I just wouldn't. <laughs> why? Yeah, why would you ever? Literally, why? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, his those two albums I think are definitively classic albums. Mm-hmm. No argument, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now let's talk about the songs on those albums with the next category: iconic, recognizable songs. I think Biggie, of this era, I can't think of anybody who has more songs that are still played this consistently today and that, like, everybody knows even if you don't really listen to hip-hop. Yeah, exactly. Facts. This is, like, That's bar mitzvah it. music still, which is weird. Like, to say that... Because, like, I don't think of Biggie as, like, a bar mitzvah music artist. Not, right. He's not, like, the Black Eyed Peas. But he has so much a like, broad appeal is, yeah. exactly. that it can even make it to a bar mitzvah. Exactly. So let's kind of... Still. Let's go chronologically. So, obviously, like, the, the big breakout song... Off of Ready to Die was juicy. Which we were talking about over the break. I was like, what is that What's song the, it that was all starts a dream. with It Was All right. a Dream? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I love that song. Yeah. It's called Juicy. Hello. Yeah. Juicy. And that's just, that's that one is, of the iconic Biggie songs. And yeah. it is the story of him. It's yeah, such it's a great song because it is the rags to riches. It is the real story that he's living the story that he's singing. Absolutely. It's like His so mom's good. in the video. Like, it's it's a whole, they, they rolled it out perfect. That, yeah. that yeah. project, they rolled it out perfect, juicy. And then the sure. next, the next big song off of that, I would say, is Big Papa. Yep. You know, the song, if, if it's not telling his story, it's telling his identity. Yeah. Yes. Like, he, here's who Ladies I am. Man. He's doing, I mean, he really did do, he set it up. He introduced himself it's to the really, world very well. He rolled well. it out, you're exactly right. He did the way it. he rolled it out, for sure. And that was one, that, I feel like that one, he, he reeled the, the ladies in with that. Cause just mm-hmm. I just remember being in high school and I was like the girls loved that song because yeah. it was like oh you know look at him 
He's cool. He's yeah. got Versace shades on. He's just chilling. He sings yeah. to the ladies. He yeah, sings. that's totally. a song that's sung to it is. facts. Yeah. He's trying to get you in a hot tub. It feels like, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> totally. Smooth talking. It really does. It feels like he's trying to get you in a hot tub. Uh, <laughs> and then the next one is the remix of One More Chance. Right. Not the album version, but right. the one with Faith Evans. Right. Yeah. I got that good love, girl, you didn't know. That song on how it's so long. Thought he worked his until I handled my biz. There I is. Major pain like Damon Wayne's. Low down dirty even like his brother Keenan Scheming. Don't leave your girl around me. That is uh, maybe not as iconic as those other two, but still a song you hear a lot. Uh, yeah. To the bar sample, too. It's a great record. Oh, that was a totally, like, again, he, 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 had the R and B hip hop, he was one of the, in my opinion, one of the first to do that and perfect it, and mm-hmm. totally, I think, brought hip hop to where it's at today because he kind of gave everybody the blueprint on how to make a great radio records and mm-hmm. and sustain, you know, yeah, hits. So absolutely. To speak. And then I think you do have to count some of those junior mafia tracks yeah because they're ostensibly junior mafia was you know his crew from growing up yep uh so it's very much a biggie project and you hear those songs and they have the same feel and what, vibe what would so be you would know song? players anthem oh, yeah And you would also know Get Money. And they, yeah, they feel like Biggie solo tracks. Absolutely. So I think you kind of count them in the in the canon. And then when you go to Life After Death, I think the biggest song off of that. And I think, in my opinion, my favorite Biggie song is Hypnotize. I can feel you with real millionaire shit. That's cargo, my cargo, 160, swiftly. Wreck it by your new one. Your crew run, 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 your crew run, run. I know you sick of this name brand. And the video, because they're on the yacht in it, and they're yeah. speedboats and stuff. It's, it's definitely, yeah. like, a lot going on in that video. But that was, yeah, like, that 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 song, just because it had, you know, it was, it, it was like, wow. You, you, you were thinking, like, how is he going to follow up Ready to Die? Mm-hmm. And then Hypnotize is out, and you're like, whoa, this is out of here. This is like, yeah. I can't wait to hear what the rest of these this album sounds like. And Hypnotize was just, uh. I mean... Just sonically now, it sounds so great. Like going back to Cali and Hypnotize or like today, we I hear that those records so much and they sound like, that. I mean, they're timeless. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're absolutely timeless. My daughters, I got my daughter saying, it's the N-O-T-O-R-R-O-U. I already trained my daughters to tell them that Biggie Smalls is the greatest rapper of all, all time, by the way. So they already know. That's what I, they don't rebel. <laughs> exactly. Like Cali is such a good tune. Yeah, so going, going, going back to Cali back. is another huge one. Yeah. <laughs> The game is mine. I'ma spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N O T O R I O U S. You just lay down slow. Recognize a real dawn when you see one. Sipping on booze in the house of blues. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Well, at the time, obviously after Pac had passed, 
Big was totally he tread very lightly on that whole Tupac beef, like because he, in his eyes, never had any problems or or qualms with with Pac at all, and it was. You know, Buster Rhymes actually told me, working at Power, I hear some cool stories. But the one Ooh. story I will tell you, I've never even told this to anybody else because this was a Busta kind of hallway talk. Mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes had told me, I was like, we were talking Tribe albums. He got to talking about, we got to talking about Big. And um, he was saying that he will not respect Pac because Pac, at the time when Pac got shot in New York, mm-hmm. he knew after the fact, he, he knew that Biggie had no involvement involvement mm-hmm. in it but for whatever reason he wanted to continue to embellish that i feel like Pac liked drama i feel like yeah. tupac mm-hmm. was like and it's it is kind a, of a good pr move it, it is an in hindsight as you know as a kid i'm looking at this and we're all embroiled in it mm-hmm. and we're like invested in it and it makes sense now um first of all buster i said that because he already knew the guys uh, they were just some stick-up kids that mm-hmm. that stuck up Pac. Oh you know God. so he already right. He already knew that that was fabricated, but you know, and in, in Pac's defense, like it's a real, it's a trip. You're you're going to see your it's same studios. It's mm-hmm. all like you know, you don't know. Like his mind, yeah. according to Busta Rhymes, he said that nah, he he knew it was be, like Big had no involvement in that. Mm-hmm. But how, however, he just like he fuck continued it, to yeah. keep going with flames, it. And, and yeah. Pac went aggressive. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like he really leaned into that. Absolutely. Well, so and he leaned into the whole East Coast, West Coast rivalry thing so hard and stuff. I, I, but I think of it as like when I think of Tupac, I, I think of him as like he's so charismatic. He's like such an actor. He's such mm-hmm. a stage presence. Mm-hmm. I think of him as someone who is just wiling to have fun do you yeah, know what i mean right. like in, like Almost enjoying like playing a part like, exactly, playing, a role, like right. playing the part mm-hmm. enjoying that it, that it is kind of captivating people's imaginations and it, it's like a rivalry is fun right. and stuff until somebody so with going back to cali i felt big was just trying to be like it was a peace offering you know to people in the west coast and la especially because he Another crazy story, if you if real quick, oh, is do it. Any. I, I actually saw Biggie in the airport at LAX. Uh, it was when he had just got into that accident and Lil C's crashed his car and he mm-hmm. shattered his leg. He was walking with a cane. He, wa- he wasn't even walking. He had Puffy was, I can't even make this up. Puffy was pushing him in a wheelchair. Queen Latifah was walking. Excuse we were in the, me? Yeah. This <laughs> is in ni- this is like in ni- This is like in 95, we're, 95 96 where... Where I was actually held in from the ceiling. <laughs> me, me and my family were traveling to New York okay. and we were in a term, terminal. And I was like, Ma, that's, I was like, yo, big. I literally called him out oh and God. he had the Versace shades and mm-hmm. everything. And he was like, what up? I was like, Ma, you got a camera? You got a camera? And I was like, <gasps> at that time, obviously, no, nah, I don't have a camera. And me and my sister, we were just like dumbfounded. I was like, that's Biggie Smalls. That's Biggie mm-hmm. Smalls right Could've there. Could have had so, a Kodak disposable yeah, moment. Yeah, I know. Right so, so Puffy is pushing him in the wheelchair and then like, Queen Latifah was it was I think it was an award show or something like that mind you like that was like one of the great memories of me as a 15 year old kid is seeing Biggie Smalls in the airport yeah I can't even imagine nowadays like ah I wish I had uh, nowadays you're having conversations with Buster Rhymes in the hallway so your life has changed yeah well now it's documented (laughs) now it's uh, you Uh know if I I'll never forget that though so wow yeah also should be noted Buster Rhymes went to high school with Biggie right 
Exactly. And Jay Z and DMX. Wait, I mean, what? It, this is like, yeah, you can't even. You know, the Ramones had rock and roll high school, <laughs> yeah. and they had hip hop high. They had a literal hip hop <laughs> high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it, it's just so sad that you know it had to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, I'm just saying because you can't really mention Big without kind of they're kind of like you have to mention them in they're the like same intertwined sentence. Now. Unfortunately, they mm-hmm. are linked in you know yeah. history. In tragedy. Tragedy Absolutely. in history for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's get back to some of these these iconic let's and recognizable Let's get back to your category. categories. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it went on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Detours just... and tangents are perfect. Yes, we love them. Um, I would throw, I mean, obviously, I think more money, more problems. No info for the DEA. Federal agents mad because I'm flagrant. Tap myself and the phone in the basement. My team supreme, stay clean. Triple beam, miracle dream. I'll be that. Catch a seat at all events, bent. Gats and holsters, girls on show. First of all, hip hop after Pac and Big was going through an identity crisis like no other. And I feel like it's t- it took decades to get to where it's at now finally to recuperate and recover mm-hmm. um but the mainstream songs it was like biggie was so good like mo money mo problems was not a popular like if you were a hip-hop nerd it was like too mainstream too commercial mm-hmm. shiny suits what the hell's going on yeah. type of deal and i felt like when big passed puff garnered a lot of that yeah he took the hate for that took the hate he for really that for sure did. because it was like he well he like, was the biggie would have made it cool yeah yeah exactly. now big's not there and puffy's puffy. an easy target exactly so, um, but no, high, you know, more money, more problems. Classic track, classic yeah. track, undeniable. And then, not released as a single, but a, a song you do hear every once in a while from Life After Death is Notorious Thugs, Woo! which is uh, the one with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And you hear Biggie like kind of change up his flow to keep up with those guys. All the dangerous, ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we no angel dust. Label us notorious. That to me is one of the most impressive big songs just because how he kept the cadence, mm-hmm. kept the, you know, the tempo, kept the tempo. It was something like people never did that. You know, you had a style. You had yeah. You, know, you do you, your style. You do your they thing. do their style. Right. You don't switch up for anybody. It, exactly. And he was like, "Oh, let me try that." And that's one of my favorite. <laughs> and I'm not a Bone Thugs and Harmony. I would never really was a Bone Thugs and Harmony fan. I appreciated their music, but I wouldn't. I wasn't the type. I wasn't a fan. I wouldn't buy their music type of deal back in those days. But I appreciated them for what they yeah. for what they are and what mm-hmm. they you know. They were. have a very unique flow. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. yeah they have their a totally thing, great yeah. style and 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 their in that respect. But big when he came on that that track that was like absurd this side of biggie where he's rapping fast right exactly mm-hmm. rules yeah definitely really all right let's go to uh the next category which is commercial success hmm. i mean hmm. for only having you know not being around for very long does it count that i taped the music video off television <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. uh, ready to die went six times platinum <laughs> life after death went uh diamond yeah and the, the, there is a little bit of an asterisk because it was a double album. They count each thing for two. Right. But still, it's 11 times platinum. It's These are two of the, at the time, certainly, and still greatest selling hip-hop albums. And these are during the bootleg eras, too. You mm-hmm. got to remember that. People were bootlegging records, obviously. And, and, co- and so for, for those numbers are staggering mm-hmm. 
to for any day standards. People I mean, were those, hooking that's... their VCRs up to MTV. <laughs> <laughs> There are stories. People were were taping cassettes <laughs> off the radio. Exactly. Uh, there are stories of, of Biggie giving out ready to die like from his place, mm-hmm. just as promotion, just like handing them out for free to people on the block. Uh, and then, yes, I mean, some of those singles also went gold, or Big Papa went platinum. Right. Uh, Hypnotize, Mo Money, More Problems, all of them went platinum. Uh, he was he sold so many. So many records. That's, that's crazy. Extremely, it's crazy. Extremely, uh, extremely successful commercially. Now the next category, not a great one for Biggie. Uh, longevity. Mm. Uh, so he was around with the time he had, though. Right. Yes. He I made, mean that almost flash. The yeah. fact he was able to establish himself as one of the greatest rappers of all time. Right. Basically from '94 to '97. Right. That is a wild ride. I mean, I mean damn. That, exactly. Like I said, I don't think anybody had that run in that mm-hmm. short amount of time, and and I don't think we'll ever see that again. I think about that. I've been, I've just been in my the back of my brain thinking about like the greats, you know, of rap, and mm-hmm. like he is obviously there. There are like five or six you could put in the like absolute iconic category, and he is just like right up at the top. And I'm starting to think like, what are the next tiers of rap? Like, like once we've get all the greats in, what is the next tier? Gonna, like, is Nelly ever gonna get in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hope like, not. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, I mean, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm but like, he was big. I mean, right, I mean, he was big. I'm just saying, right. like, there's like these. Se- I'm thinking like second and third tier rock bands get in, right? You know, so I'm like, what are the second and mm, third tier? That's interesting. Like, rap artists or hip hop artists. Right. That I think what it is is after like the the iconic ones get in, then it's a pivot to the critical darlings. Mm. Like tribe, then we get like odd Dela, future so. in. <laughs> but <laughs> no, yeah, I I'd don't love know. to see like the conscious or the uh, the the critical um, uh, acts get in. But I'm yeah, I'm just like, what about these like mid mid range commercial acts? You know, mm-hmm. the DMXs of the world. The yeah, the, the, I, we we will probably get there. I'm at just some wondering, point. like, are we ever gonna sweep out this category? I mean, we're lucky, not lucky, but we're trying so hard to even get, get these top get one tier acts in. in. Yeah. I mean, LL totally. Cool J is still not even in. Right. And so, but like after that, what's going to be the next? It's all out of order. It's all right. out of to, order. You know, Jay-Z is probably going to get in. Yeah, Jay-Z, for LL. example, I mean, yeah. will get in before LL. It's like all these people are going to get in before LL. Right. And, and like Big Papa would not be a song if LL didn't exist. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, it's true. You, I mean, you wouldn't have yeah. a song LL not to LL, the ladies. Yeah, LL needs to be in there like. Yeah. Like, now I would even say like uh, you know I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised he's not even like so he was on the the ballad. They have the tried ballad. to get him in so many times. He's been on the ballot five times, five times wow. and has not yeah. gotten in. Wow. Uh, let's talk about the next category, which is innovation slash influence. I mean, hmm. that that one's probably the most. Is that the last one? Uh, you no, both. there's one okay. One. Well, <laughs> last serious one. Okay, yeah. no. Well, that one to me yeah. is what. That's where he maxes out. That's why he's a, should be a first ballad is shooing, mm-hmm. you know, because the amount of influence and the amount of, like I said, the, the John, like aesthetically what he did to for hip hop moved hip hop forward faster than 
I think people, when they listened to Big and heard Big, it, they felt like it was going to another, he was taking it to another level. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he, he transformed and moved the culture forward so fast and drastically. And that, and he, his, his hands are in a lot of different hip hop artists nowadays who I'm, I'm fans of, whether it be the Kendricks and the Drakes and the mm-hmm. J. Coles. Kendrick and, is also, he's such a top tier. He's like an FYE to me oh, as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's Absolutely. Sure. So like his influence, I feel like is, we're just starting to see the seeds of that with all these artists you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so definitely yeah it's, it's hard really to see m- much great hip-hop that isn't influenced by him mm-hmm. you know it's, because he they're did just there isn't any, I, I mean yeah. i don't know who couldn't if you are m- making hip-hop music you mm-hmm. were and you're and you're good at it. yeah i was gonna say if you're good at it but even if you're bad at it <laughs> yeah yeah that as well you, biggie had the recipe he said be dope a lyricist and have a dope hook and you'll get on a right mainly a dope hook and unfortunately nowadays mm-hmm. the, the lyrics are not there um but it's always cool to 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 dance in, in the in the bar at a club or whatever to different hip-hop stuff but he had the formula of having a great hip-hop record be played on the radio mm-hmm. and uh with that r&b appeal and and then whatnot i wonder, I wonder if Lil kim will ever enter the conversation <laughs> Probably I mean, not. She probably won't. I just nah. don't think a significant enough career. No, nah. I mean, and she, of course, if if anyone listening doesn't know, I mean, Lil Kim has a career because of right. yeah, yeah, that's why she I was, was just mafia. thinking about it. I was just like, yeah. thinking about all the people that were that he influenced and that kind of came out and that he, he gave up. He gave us Lil Kim, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, and we thank him every day. <laughs> and I am grateful. Yeah, but yeah, the the innovation and influence of Biggie can't be understated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ready for the last category? Woo. Does my mom know who they are? Oh, there's and no way she doesn't. There's yeah, no my way. My mom definitely knows. There's absolutely. There's just. There's no she way knows. to be alive mm-hmm. yeah. now oh, yeah. and not know who he is. There True. just isn't. Like if you were alive in the '90s and living in America, mm-hmm. you know who he is. There's mm-hmm. just no way you don't. And I think even a reason that people might know who he is, and this would be like the dark flip side to this meaning like some white parents might know who he is because he died and they Mm -hmm. use that as like a huh you know another rapper got shot you know this hip-hop music is so violent like blah 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 like even that they still know who he fucking is right you know listen hip-hop was definitely one uh, just like rock and roll it was supposed to come and go I, i remember having uh, friends and parents uh, I think it was when Outkast had Hey Ya mm-hmm. and it was basically like oh this hip hop hey Vinny you were right this hip hop <laughs> it's hilarious this thing's here to hey stay is- no what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like that it yeah. took for Outkast mm-hmm. Hey Ya mm-hmm. to finally make people realize this thing is not going away yeah. Yeah. and oh you know gosh. and yeah. that was in like what 2004 yeah. something like yeah. that so that it took I feel like that long for My people God. to yeah. validate hip hop yeah. <laughs> And this wasn't well, even a hip hop song. And you know? I, yeah. And I think of like early rap and when people thought, cool, well, I'll do, you know, the safety rap or like whatever. Or like like that. Rodney Dangerfield is rapping on a record. Right. Or yeah. Like, right. Um, <laughs> the monster mash guy, you know, the crypt keeper. Like they all were just like, oh, it's like a little fad that like, I can yeah, do yeah. for a novelty oh, yeah, it's record. Fun. Yeah. Exactly. It, mm-hmm. And the uh, surprise. Yeah. The crypt keeper rap yeah. is wild. <laughs> That's, I didn't make that up. There's a real whoa. Oh boy, well, it is. Send it out. Show, yeah. show the, I'll put it up online. It. Yeah. Send it to the fans. No doubt. Uh, I want to see it. Okay, so I think it's time for our verdict. 
Should Biggie be in the Hall of Fame? Will he get in the Hall of Fame? If so, when? And will it be this year? We'll start with Kristen. He should, he will, and it will be this year. <laughs> Full stop. Full stop. It's going to happen. He will get in this year. I am almost positive. I would. He was my number one draft pick, right? He sure was. I yeah. Got him. Wow. Yeah, I got him. Definitely. Um, one thousand percent. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like I said, like hip hop's the number one genre of music in the world. Mm-hmm. I think they'll acknowledge that with mm-hmm. this legend getting in first ballot, get him in, you know, and make it happen. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. Uh, he obviously should. He definitely will. I I hope it's this year. Sure shots have failed before. Truly. I mean, Radiohead should have gotten in first year. Damn. Did not. The only silver lining, if he doesn't get in this year, is that he would get in next year and the ceremony would be in Brooklyn. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. That'd be the only silver Ooh, lining. that is the only good. Damn, yeah. why did they, they should just wait until Yeah, year. I know, right? Oh, my God. But, you know, the years are the years because it's 25 years after Ready to okay, Die. Okay, well, so then, pro- then I'm going to predict Jay-Z will be there next year. Jay-Z yeah. is eligible right. next year, Jay-Z right? Jay-Z does become eligible next and year. And so that'll happen for him next year. Imagine, and it's, I mean, it's, the cards it's, are It's why aligned. he's got to get in right now so that next year Jay-Z can get in, FYE. It's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it has to when happen. When you start to slow shit down, that's when you start to be like, all right, wait, 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 let's try LL again instead of oh, Outkast. Right. Like, Outkast well, is and that's eligible. what I mean. The Outkast yeah. thing, I was thinking about that because they've been eligible now Since for last year. two years. And I was thinking... Outcast to me, they marry the two types of rap that we were talking about, which is like the kind of like indie critical darlings and the fucking huge mainstream success story. Sure. They have it both. Mm-hmm. They are such, they are top tier fucking artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should be undeniable. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Uh, but, but they are, I guess, you got to put the icons in. They're, they're top tier to me, but mm-hmm. the Absolutely. icon is Biggie. He's got to get in. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, let's hope it happens this year. I think yeah. it will. Yeah. Well, you know, seeing, uh, we saw a ballot recently. Uh, so was sent a picture of or, Roy Traken, someone that we know. Who a is, voter. he is like a punk guy. He's like a CBGB's, okay. uh, he's a white guy. Okay. You know, he's an older man mm-hmm. and he, he voted Biggie. He voted for Biggie. And so that also gave me another mm. confidence. I thought about think, that as well. Yeah. To think that he could get in this mm-hmm. year because it's That's like great. this guy's voting for, you know, the MC5 and like craft work, Todd Rundgren, yeah. and then Biggie. Wow. I'm like, this is good. That mm-hmm. It bodes well that Biggie is the only rapper on this ballot. It bodes it might really be the, well. Might end him. up working out. Nice. Uh, let's say he gets in this year. Uh-huh. Who inducts him? Who gives oh. the speech to induct I mean, him? Is it I think it has to be Puff. <laughs> yeah. I think it has to be Puff. I mean, yeah. he is he, he back to being Puff again? Is he Diddy? What well, is he? What's uh, yeah. going on? I don't with him? know. Uh, is he whatever? Pee? Whatever he's called. <laughs> is he Big Baby Jesus? What's happening here? Uh, yeah. Diddy Dirty Money. Uh, <laughs> he won't let anyone else do it. You know what? You know what I mean? Old Diddy bastard. <laughs> I mean, I would love. You know what? I would love to see uh, Valletta Wallace, his put, mom, put his mom, put him in. She'll accept the award. She'll, She'll accept, accept the award. She and his his son. Okay, so there's different. Okay, do you think right. So there, there's come okay. out usually what they do is they have someone give the speech to kind of like arouse everyone up. Yeah, like a Kendrick Lamar for like for big for, or something. Well, like Kendrick that. did NWA. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, so yeah, that's right. for for this, it feels like. Feels like Diddy seems the most likely. Yeah, he Snoop should. did Tupac. Right. I was gonna say who did Tupac? Snoop. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, and I then mean, Tupac's mom accepted. Well, the no award. one, no one's, no one was around. Right. I mean, there's no one left. Right. If, Tupac's mom is not alive. Oh my god. Yeah, so Snoop passed. just kind of was like, and oh, I'm and accepting the, this, this on behalf. It. All right. Yeah. I think Jay Z would be good. I mean, because they go way back. He inducted Grandmaster Flash. Oh, Jay Z did. So he's did? he's been to a ceremony before. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Diddy is probably the one. It's oh. hard to see anybody else. Again, I feel like Diddy won't I mean, let anyone else. I mean, he wrote a yeah. song about mm-hmm. him dying. About like, missing his friend. About missing right. his friend. Right. It just is like... Yeah. Nah, Puff, I hate to say this because he just commercialized Biggie. He basically, he had the image of, you know, mm-hmm. of Biggie being a star. Yeah. And not very many people did, but he had that vision of him and not to mention they were obviously, obviously good friends and whatnot. So I feel like he's, it's appropriate for and him. And they to were such him. a, like, like we were saying, it's like, Puffy took all the hate for kind of the the corniness of the, of the bad boy the, yeah. kind of look and image or whatever. Right. Uh, Puffy took all the hate from that. Biggie, they were like such a synergy as far as like he gave it the street cred. Right. You know, he made it cool. And Diddy put the polish on it. He gave exactly. the shine. And mm-hmm. they were such a good team. They duo. were a great team. team yeah, for sure. Know? So then there's the acceptance, which will most likely be Biggie's mom. And then I could see... Maybe Biggie's kids up there right. with Biggie's mom, and maybe even Faith, Faith Evans. Evans. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the there's the third thing, which is the tribute performance. There will be a tribute performance, and they've been known to incorporate a lot of different artists within one performance. Mm-hmm. So we get. I mean, it could be. I mean, again, Jay Z makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I need to have the roots backing them up, regardless. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Questlove is on the nominating committee, yeah. so he'll I, definitely they, be. They backed. They they were yeah. the backup band for when. Uh, Nina Simone was yes. inducted. Yes. And yeah, they're just, they were there with the Beastie Boys. I mean, like the roots yeah. tend to be. That's the, the go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the. Yeah. They, so they, that's probably very true. Yeah. They will I, be there. And then, but who's on the mic? I mean, again, we, we could go to the high school buddies. You could do Busta, DMX, Jay Z. You know what, man? Do I really all. hope Jay Z steps up and does this. I hope he doesn't look at image and how, how it may. First of all, Jay Z is bit off of many biggie lyrics regardless so he mm-hmm. should be a he spews his lyrics like if they were just like new lyrics jay-z so yeah. i feel like jay-z would be so great for the culture for just to have that moment i would love to see jay's i mean obviously there'll be a lot more people but jay-z it would be doing a rendition of him to do it. you know biggie's mm-hmm. music would be so monumental and so great not just because jay-z's a a, a legendary hip-hop artist himself just because they were you know, they literally got a song together called Brooklyn's Finest. And, yeah. like, they were brothers and they came up to together. It would so be great. It would be and great. Jay-Z's got to do the performance. And, He's got to fly his ass to Cleveland yeah. and fucking do the damn performance. Hey, and maybe we can get Beyonce on, on one of the R&B um, hooks or something. Tell Imagine. me about it. Give me one more chance. Give me, yeah. give like, me one more chance. I would. <laughs> I would. How great would that imagine? be? And if Beyonce is there and then Whitney gets inducted. Oh, my goodness. Oh, see, it's, this it's is a lot where my going little on. dream scenario yeah. That's a very real trouble. possibility. Oh my god! Like I said, I just hope Jay Z and oh. like I don't know what they're. I hope Jay Z and Beyonce's crew oh they really powwow about it. They're not mm-hmm. too for too cool for school about yeah. image and oh. what that's gonna. What, how, should I we? Mean, is this the right yeah. move? Like, nah, fuck that. Oh, Do yeah. that. Even cynically, Please. like we said, Jay's gonna be eligible next year. <laughs> it is. It, it is a good. At the ceremony, you they play love the it. game. 
you play that game and you show up like you are kind of cementing and you your bring induction. your superstar biggest star <laughs> that's, in the entire see, world that's, wife that's just that that's just not how jay-z rolls he would be the opposite he of that would, he would like i ain't showing up for something that you know like he he he'll play it off like he won't care or whatever he probably does deep down mm-hmm. but it'd be like that whole reverse yeah. psychology thing where like he, no i'm not gonna sh- are you saying this is gonna give me a closer chance to get into then i don't know whatever you know look like, what happened to q-tip uh, to tribe of the grammys you know they were like that was q-tip's whole big thing like he or ninth wonder was basically uh who's a hip-hop producer was basically telling q-tip do the grammys you know, you'll have a better, yeah. yeah, gratiate yourself. And he basically did it. And they were not even nominated for the best hip hop album of the year, the fo- the following year, which, which he went off on a rant um, yeah, I about, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I could also see, I mean, man, I know what I want. Cause I have to go to this ceremony anyway. So I would love to see Jay-Z there. It would be great. And he can bring or leave Beyonce. I mean, she <laughs> outshines him. It would be very hard uh, for, I understand if he wanted to come alone, you know, take blue, she can be, you know, in some headphones on the side of the stage. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, whatever. Bring the that twins. Would be so dope. You know, yeah, I love it. But I, I would love to see Jay-Z there. God, that would be really good. And knowing the hall, there would probably be some like head scratcher uh, choices. Yeah, Just, or and some right. some good, they some bad. They bring fucking Kid Rock out, and I. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! They did, that for the Beastie Boys. they did that for the Beastie Boys. It was Boys weird. It was so schoolboy Q and Kid. Ra- yeah. Anyway, but for for Gosh. Tupac, there were some choices that were like interesting, uh, oh, yeah, but unexpected. It was Tupac. Tretch and YG, and then okay. Snoop. Because uh, Tretch is like like was really good friends with Pac as well. Yeah. So that there's interesting picks. You on, can never tell exactly oh. where it's going to go. The coolest thing about the Tupac tribute was it started with Alicia Keys at the piano. Oh yeah, that was very that cool. Was, and yeah. she did. Oh, uh, and she told like some personal stories she while was she, was, talking, she was. She was kind of doing, doing her thing. Her doing little. The like, she's and, like ooh, and she's talking and she's playing the piano and she's like, great. I remember the first time I heard like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. she's playing it up. Yeah, it was yeah. great. So yeah. I mean, like, it also feels like anybody could be part of this tribute. Like, yeah. it, 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 all possibilities. You yeah, know, I think I could think, happen. I think Puff is a great uh, uniter too. He could probably pick up the phone and call in some favors, mm-hmm. not even favors, just say, "Hey, you're gonna do this. this. You're gonna do this. Yeah. You're gonna do this." You know, I could see a lot of younger cats, maybe even like a Joey Badass, who's from Brooklyn, yeah. New York, like a like the younger hip hop generation paying homage as well. Mm-hmm. It could go a lot of different routes, but my main yeah. One, who are the big New York? Who's big New York rappers right now? Like. Uh, like I would say pro era that crew. Uh, like I said with Joey Badass and whatnot. Um, like ASAP Mob. Because I, I feel of, like California is so strong right now. Yeah, and it's Chicago. A, it's a great eclectic. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I forget where people are from nowadays. It's just like a mm-hmm. great big melting pot of you know. Back in the day, you could tell like the rivalry who, is over, guys. People aren't talking <laughs> about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter as much. It really it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. Nah, and that's a great thing. And as a how that's how it should be. Sure, you should be proud you know, where you're from Saint and Lunatics rep where you're from. Have, have, have chilled out. Okay, oh <laughs> they're God. not. They're not repping so hard for their city anymore it's hilarious uh well with this tribute performance i guess it would depend on who's performing but what are the songs that they have to play i think obviously juicy mm-hmm. and i would say hypnotize and then i think it ends though with the i'll be missing you 
Maybe I mean, bring Sting out. You know what? That would be cool to have Sting, Sting come out. out. Like with it that. could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very rock hall move too. I'll, I to want bring Sting out. I mean, that's a jam. That's yeah. a jam. You do every breath you take, yeah. and then have everybody play that, and then have it morph into "I'll Be Missing oh, You." Oh my gosh! And then you, oh, then you have people freestyle over it though. That's what yeah, I want right. to see. I don't want. I don't want anybody out there. I. That's what I want. I just want to see like, uh, cause Big and his shows when, especially when Party and Bullshit was out, like they would do the show. Uh, the song they would act like there was like a big scuffle like if uh-huh. the junior mafia would be on stage and like fighting and the crowd was like oh the crowd didn't know that this was the act and they're like yeah. oh shit they're they're have they're fighting and then the the song comes back and they're all and, in unison yeah. together i Surprise. need to see a, i need to see the bigs posse up there brooklyn representing and have that moment that would be great and i gotta have unbelievable is probably one of my favorite biggie songs, mm-hmm. songs. That's your pick. i would love to see unbelievable having jay-z deliver unbelievable would be like perfect to me yes you know i think they gotta do hypnotize hypnotize juicy mo money and big papa that seems like if you're going with like the four biggest hits for sure yeah i think they also tend to do medleys i mean they did a medley with Pac, so they could get a lot they could get a lot in Mm -hmm. it would be i just really think that would be a great jam to do every breath you take into Into, oh yeah that's a great do you know what actually I remember st- uh, they did that for the VMAs. The, or, yeah, it was there the was VMAs. an award show. Sting, yes. Sting, Sting was there. He came out. And like, then yeah. Puffy comes out and does the silliest dance. Oh, that's right. This uh-huh. is in a white suit. He's yeah. in a white dance. suit. And it is like not <laughs> reverent. And it's, it's. I know. It was. Yeah. should be a little more somber. His dancing is like erratic. I know. It is wild. I know. I think yeah. Biggie encouraged that. That's why I feel like he <laughs> it felt like do, do your it dance, honoring. Puff. No, yeah. exactly. But he's on stage to dilute it. I know. You know, right, yeah. yeah. With, it's, it's, <laughs> it's potent corniness it's spade without right Farley. there. It's, like uh, you can't. Yeah, right. it's spade. <laughs> yeah, it's like going it back to it's uh, going to see a David Spade movie with now Farley's dead, and you're like, yeah. I don't think I like this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh oh, what's happening here? <laughs> well, I mean, I think the I think the tribute performance is going to be. It's going to be great. Yeah. I have, I have a good feeling. If Biggie gets in, I know. would you go? Where's it would at? You, if Cleveland. it was this year, it's in Cleveland. You would have to go oh, to it's Cleveland, Cleveland oh, yeah, it's Ohio. Always, is it in Cle- always in Cleveland? It goes right? back no, and forth. every other year. Oh, it year. does. Okay. Brooklyn and, and Cleveland. Oh, man. I would definitely go. I would definitely yeah. go. Mini. I would go. If, if you could get a press pass, I bet. What? Come on through. Damn, I would love to. I would love to. I yeah, would. well, we're going to be there. We're going to be okay. there. So We might be in the cheap seats or we might have finagled ourselves some sort. <laughs> we'll I'm see. always we'll, aiming for we'll, backstage access. That's no, what. I, we'll that's see. where I'm at. Wow. But yeah, that if you go, amazing. oh yeah, you can you can hang with us? Yeah, that would be great. I'm down. I, Hell yeah. For I sure. I would love that. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for doing the show. Man, I, thank you guys for having me. This that was, was fun. A lot of fun. This was a really fun episode. Uh, I appreciate I'd you making the time. I love to talk about bands. Always, always. And I want to give you the opportunity to plug whatever you want to plug obviously wax only and then you know yeah. your social media whatever yeah. go at it you can follow me on all things social media at venrican on twitter and instagram and my show wax only go to youtube type in wax only and enjoy the playlist that's, hell yeah that's what There's it is a lot of episodes for you to enjoy Absolutely. i'm going to be enjoying them soon i can yeah. guarantee it hell yeah. <laughs> well uh you can follow us at rock hall pod on twitter and instagram rock at gmail.com if you want Kristen to see it, you're gonna have to indicate that somewhere in the message subscribe <laughs> to us on apple podcast rate and review us five stars only if you're leaving a review because of this episode why don't you say say, 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 juicy. say juicy use juicy yeah. in a way you've never used it <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joe Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast 
for hosting us. I'm Joe Kozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? The Crypt keep us in the house with a groove that's nasty and mean, like the effects of a guillotine. A permanent headache, the end of the mission. For you have entered the Keeper's Terror Vision. So everybody just make that dash. A dash to the Crypt Keeper's Monster Bash. So come along with the Keeper's plan. But this is the Crypt Jam. Hi, I'm Cindy Howes. Basic Folk is my podcast featuring honest conversations with folk musicians. A crisis is actually kind of exhilarating. You know what to do. I unplugged from the internet. I walked every day, even if it was five below. One day I walked. Hope you had a good pair of gloves. I did. Great. Thank you. <laughs> can you talk about Bob Dylan? I can. Uh, how you met him and your favorite memory of him? Well, you're not going to get that one. <laughs> This podcast fosters the folk music community and showcases a genre that is often misunderstood. Ironically, Basic Folk features complex conversations about the human experience witnessed from an artistic angle. Whatever I was telling myself in terms of like, oh, it's like important for me to like just keep my personal life and my career separate. No matter how you kind of justify it, there's something that's not good for you. The psychological buildup over time, even of just like having to check myself in conversation that's just like not healthy how do you approach both of these like very straight worlds as a musician and as a human being who doesn't fit those stereotypes i'm on a rainbow colored unicorn <laughs> flying at them and they they don't know what to do with me but i'm there like a little bee <laughs> Our definition of folk is extremely broad, so you'll hear interviews from Katie Tunstall, Livingston Taylor, Amanda Shires, and many more on Basic Folk. Available wherever you get your podcasts or at cindyhouse.net. Basic Folk is part of the Pantheon Podcast Group. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.